Hey, Rich. Hey, Michael. And welcome, everyone, to BitPunch Radio, episode 011. On tonight's show, we want to talk about software, uh, software that we use in our daily lives. And we just want to talk, like, highlight some of the stuff that might be a little more unique to us, even though I don't have a ton of standout stuff here. Um, you know, we just wanted to talk about, like, some of the software that we use, whether it's an iPhone app or I you know, mobile app or just some desktop apps that we use. Uh, my, my day job, I'm a, a, um, product team manager for office 365. So I use a lot of Microsoft apps, which I'm not going to be discussing here. We might have a show on that at some point, but, uh, yeah, just some of the stuff that we use maybe more for personal use or work related. doesn't really matter, but yeah, we just want to talk about some software. So before we get into that though, Rich, what have you been up to? Quite a bit. <laughs> yes, it's been uh, been a little bit of a crazy day. Um, okay, today is Cyberpunk Day. Well, tomorrow really is Cyberpunk Day. Yeah, so we let, let's uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We record this on the Wednesday before we uh, post the show, and actually, uh, now that I'm saying that out loud, I almost wonder if we need to say what episode of the Mandalorian that we talk about. Oh, <laughs> because we do post this on a Friday, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, hey, it's it, but it's it's last week's episode, so true. Maybe true. we need to try to do that. Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't put that in my show notes, but I did watch last week's. Um, oof, yeah, we got a lot to cover. I know. Um, okay, so before we talk or start talking about cyberpunk, um, I'm still reading the Sword of Destiny, the Witcher book. Uh, I kind of picked that back up. Uh, mostly because I finished the Dune graphic novel that we are reading for this month's uh, graphic novel. Yes. Um, and <laughs> kind of kind of came to a funny conclusion. Uh, I was kind of n- nearing the end of the novel, and I was like, man, there's only like four pages left, and this story is not over. Like, what is going on? Like, Like, when you sent this to me, I thought this was like, the whole story of Dune in one graphic novel, like kind of uh, abridged. Mm-hmm. And I get to the end of the novel, and there's a page that says, uh, Book two coming spring of 2022. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, oh my God, 2022. Like, I had to sit there and read those numbers, uh, like 2022. Like, that just didn't compute in my brain that that's <laughs> something in the future. You think and, we'll make uh, it? Uh, <laughs> I think we'll be lucky. <laughs> yeah, so apparently this graphic novel is going to be broken up into three parts. And we read the first part, or we're reading the first part. Yes. Um. So, not to be spoiler spoilers on our uh, uh, book review, but I liked what I read enough that I started reading the actual novel Um, from, the, what is it, the 40s or the 50s or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, other than that, still. Did you read that um, spinoff? The there's a that one comic that's out there. No, no, I have not. No, yeah, there is another spinoff. Okay, um, hold on. I sorry, I gotta step away from the mic. I gotta cough. <coughs> Riveting. Okay, there sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, I'm um, here. No, I did not read that um, other comic. It definitely seems like so. Frank Herbert is the guy who wrote the original Dune, 
it seems like his son and this other dude, I can't remember his name, are kind of taking over that uh, property. Um, they're doing this graphic novel that we're reading. There's this comic. There's a new movie coming out next year. Are they involved with the movie at all? I I would have to think so. Yeah. I don't I don't know in what capacity, but um, yeah. I mean, when they make a money when they make a movie on Bitpunch Radio, I hope my son is involved with it at some point. <laughs> yeah. You know. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really it for books. Um, I'm still plugging away on Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I made it to London or Lunden. It's spelled L-U-N-D-N, I guess, in the mm. 900s or whenever that is. Um, and that game's still kind of plugging along. I, I think I'll keep playing it to kind of see it through. So is it like a whole separate map that you're going no. to? No, 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 oh. no. It's, it's, it's within the open world. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that that game's not doing really much different from from what it had been previously. Um, but today, today, or well, tomorrow, December tenth, Thursday is Cyberpunk <clears throat> Day, and you had messaged me this morning and said, "Hey, if you <laughs> people are saying if they set their Xbox locations to New Zealand, you can play it right now because in New Zealand yep. it's the tenth or whenever it's going to unlock." And so I was like, well, that's stupid. And I'm working from home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn my Xbox on and try this. Because <laughs> I had it pre-downloaded. I had, I had pre-ordered it, so it had downloaded. It was on my Xbox just waiting for the, for the time to you know, come up for it to unlock. And so I go through ahead, and I set my thing to New Zealand, and I launch it, and it launches. It, it starts, and I was like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. How have they not fixed this? This is sort of stupid. But Look at you, hacker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hackers with a Z. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they probably haven't fixed it because who cares? So, right. Um, you know, you're going to play it a few hours early. whoop de doo um, So I have played Cyberpunk on an Xbox One S. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to, to hear what I'm about to say? Yes. Uh, it runs like total shit. So there is a 45, I think it's a 45 gig patch that is supposed to be the day one patch. And I have not downloaded that yet. I don't know if it's because of the New Zealand trickery or Mm. what, but I have not downloaded the day one patch. And I had saw or seen a, uh, an article, I think on IGN or something that one of the developers of CD Projekt Red had said that that day one patch will make it a completely different game on console. So it seems like there's supposed to be some some fixes and some upgrades in that day one patch for consoles. But let me tell you, that game... So I should not try to play it tonight. No. I need to let that... I need to let it do its thing. And yeah. yeah, I would try tomorrow. Hope for the best. Um, so, so basically what I'm seeing is it's running... It's supposed to run at 30, 30 frames per second on Xbox One S, which it doesn't do hardly ever um and and i've only played maybe maybe the first 45 minutes to an hour of the game on the xbox um but all the graphics and all the textures and mostly the graphic stuff looks like you're looking at it through glasses that aren't your prescription like everything's blurry everything looks like almost like a ps3 game or like an Uh. xbox 360 game like you can tell it's just not 
it's just not running at the right. Like it doesn't have the textures and things that it's supposed to have. Uh, and just runs really bad. Like it just looks, it, it looks like what I imagine like an alpha or like a, a pre-release build of a game would look like kind of. Are so you going to go ahead? Sorry. So, so I basically decided at that point, like when I saw how bad it was running, I was like, I'm not going to play this right now. I'm going to wait until tomorrow and try to get that patch downloaded flip my time zone back to the America <laughs> and you know, we'll, we'll stab at it again. And, uh, but I also have stadia. So I have a Google stadia. I have a Chromecast ultra. I bought the controller when it launched. So I got the launch controller in the, that Chromecast ultra that you plug into your TV. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy a second copy of cyberpunk on there because that's how that <laughs> works. I'm going to eat 60 bucks and I had done this a few days ago because I wanted to be able to talk about how it ran on this podcast. This is the whole reason I bought Stadia, right, is to... For our podcast. Is to, yes, that and to <laughs> to play games at a better frame rate, better settings that, you know, I can't get on my base Xbox One since I, you can't buy an Xbox Series X unless you're bought. Um, so I it unlocked on Stadia at 7 p.m. Eastern. So we're recording this a little bit later than that. So I played up to about the same point I did on Xbox. And it runs real good on Stadia. Oh, dude. Real good. It runs at 60 frames a second. I've got it hooked up to a 1080p TV. It, it runs fine. Way, way better. It looks night and day better. And Oh, my gosh. That's surprising to hear. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty shocked. I, I figured it was going to be much the same. But no, it runs... It's not even close. It's a completely different game on Stadia right now than it is on Xbox One. Um, the so the other thing I did so I had to kind of pull the Stadia out of the drawer, you know, out of the junk drawer, find that stupid controller, find that Chromecast Ultra, get it hooked up, and I, I got it hooked up, and I was like, I got signed back up for Pro because I wanted to be able to. I'm going to take it upstairs tomorrow and run it at 4K on my 4K TV upstairs. And so I signed back up for Pro, and there's the way their service works is there's all these games that are on Pro that you can download for free. And a couple of those games were Hitman. You're, the, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're downloading them? No, you're claiming them, sorry. You're claiming okay. them. Okay, all right. You're sort of like uh, PS Plus, like you got to claim the titles for the month or whatever. Gotcha, okay. So, so that was the other cool thing about Cyberpunk is everybody's trying to download these patches when I loaded it up on Stadia, it just loaded. Like, there's no day one patch. It just loaded. And it's just waiting. Oh, that sounds like the future. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool little moment there. But anyway, so while I was earlier today when I was getting the Stadia kind of set up in anticipation of it being ready at 7 p.m., I was like, oh, Hitman's on here. I've never played Hitman, the one from 2017. Uh, not Hitman 2, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the one that Giant Bomb guys were really into. Uh, so I, I claimed that on Stadia and launched it. It's like I've never played this, so I'm going to play it and kind of see how Stadia is running. Like, is this even something that I want to try? And man, that Hitman game—it runs really good on Stadia. It runs at 60. Like, it looks really good. Like, I, I don't know what that game runs like on Xbox, on like my Xbox, the One S, but it looks. It looks good, and it runs really good. Like, there's no... I can't... I'm getting, like, no perceivable difference between, like, when I'm playing Valhalla and when I'm when I'm playing that Hitman game. It, the Hitman game runs way smoother than Valhalla. Valhalla is still pretty wow. as fuck. 
So I'm, I'm kind of impressed with Stadia a little bit today. Um, I know a few shows ago I had fired it up and tried to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And for whatever reason, that game just does not run good on Stadia. I don't know why. Um, but, man, that Hitman game does. And you know what? That Hitman game is pretty fun. I might actually play more of that on Stadia. So uh, right now I've come to the conclusion that tomorrow I've got, we, I took tomorrow off uh, to play Cyberpunk that I'm going to keep, I'm going to play it on Stadia tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to load up the Xbox, wow. see if I can get that day one patch downloaded, see if it makes any big difference. But if it doesn't, I'm going to, I think I'm going to move forward with Stadia is kind of like my main save, which is on the crazy. 4K TV. Yes. On the 4K TV. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Let's explain your setup a little bit here. Cause you're, you're a little, you've got a little bit more privilege Oh boy. So, so you, uh, you're you're playing this through a, a Chromecast. You're not doing it through the browser, right? Um, you're using the Stadia controller. Correct. I did actually before we started recording. I grabbed my Xbox One controller and opened up Chrome on my MacBook uh, Pro and went to Stadia.com and launched it. Hooked my hooked my controller up through Bluetooth to my MacBook, my Xbox One controller, and I was playing Cyberpunk in like two seconds on, you know, on my monitors and it ran fine. So yes, I, the, the, what I used to hook up to my TV is a Chromecast ultra, the one that came with Stadia, the Stadia controller. And that's not tethered to anything. That's just Wi-Fi. Uh, I actually have it plugged in. So it does have an ethernet ethernet jack. So I plugged it directly in. I was trying to go for like most optimal, Kind of, yes, right. Kind of settings, um, especially if when I take it upstairs, I'm gonna I've got an Ethernet port up there. I'm gonna try to plug it in um, because if I'm gonna run it at 4K, it's gonna take a little bit more bandwidth to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So also another uh, another point that I do want to point out is Cyberpunk on Stadia has the um, graphic option where you can pick between high frame rate or performance mm. or visual. So you can either run it with better visuals at a lower frame rate or row it or run it with a um, higher frame rate, you know, lower visuals. It's kind of like what the Xbox one X PS4 pro and games have been doing lately is you have like performance mode yeah. and then like frame rate mode or maybe what's what looks one? better Visual to you. Uh, frame rate mode. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I threw it in frame rate mode and on stadia and it looks it looks it looks way better than Xbox. I can tell you that Xbox Xbox One X One S, the original S Xbox One does not have that option. You can't pick between frame rate and visual. Man, Rich, Xbox I'm... One X apparently does. Um, PS4 Pro apparently does not. And the Xbox Series X and PS5. Um, upgrades for cyberpunk aren't going to be out until next year so right now unless you have a gaming pc one x and ps4 as far as console goes as far as consoles go is as good as you're going to get i think i'm regretting my decision it's crazy (laughs) see i bought it on the xbox just because i I think it's a game that i want to just relax on the couch and play like i like playing games at my desk but that's a game that I just want to be able to just relax and play. And then if I want to like sling it to my iPad or something, you know, I can, I can do that. I know I can do that with, you know, the steam version as well, but I was just afraid that my computer, even though it's got that decent graphics card that it just would be struggling because all the other hardware is not up to, up to speed. So 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen or read much about PC as far as like the different graphics cards and what's what's working great and what's not. Um, I don't think anybody. You're staying dark on this, right? You're you're not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I haven't read any reviews. I haven't listened to much of anything. I know Giant Bomb's got yeah. a lot of stuff up. I tend to listen to their yes. stuff. Um, yeah, the, the the consensus that I've seen from basically Twitter is the game is really buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of problems with it as far as you know, like T poses and things not loading in and and things freezing up, which is not all that surprising given that um, The Witcher 3 kind of launched in a maybe not as bad of a state, but the entire movement in The Witcher 3 got reworked like the first month after it got released because the movement was so bad in it. Um, wow. So it's not entirely surprising because they kind of have a track record, track record for launching games that maybe you're kind of not quite ready, but so do a lot of other developers nowadays. Yeah. Um, but this is pretty... What what I'm playing on Xbox right now is really bad. And granted, I don't have that day one patch. It's it's kind of unplayable in its current state. So I, I'd, I'll have to download that day one patch and see if it if it fixes any of those issues. Um, but I mean, when they delayed it 21 days from whenever it was until tomorrow, I mean, 21 days is enough time to do anything. So I think everybody kind of right. knew at that point, like this game's going to be busted as fuck (laughs) because there's there's only one reason they delay it and it's to try to get it fixed as much as they possibly can. But I mean, you work in software. I've worked with software like yes, something that massive that we can't even comprehend the size of 21 days might as well be two minutes. No, I'm trying to think like the longest project I've worked on is probably a, a year and it was a uh, migration project. These yeah. people have been working on this game for like eight years now. No kidding. That, that is, I can't fathom that. And really just, and then towards the end where they've got that grind of like, you know, trying to get this out the door because upper management is like forcing this stuff. Like I totally get all that. It's, it, you know, I'm in a different area, but kind of the same thing in a way. Right. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I just, I hope that they have, you know, a good, uh, a good work atmosphere there. Cause I just couldn't imagine working on something for eight years and then launching it and just seeing how people react to it. <laughs> That's just tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations to be had there right now. And there's there's no plans right now for any sort of DLC, right? Like they're not they're not talking about anything. You couldn't buy like a founders edition or like a ninety dollar version of this game that would get you some DLC later on. It's just flat. Yeah, that I'm not sure about. Uh, they have discussed DLC. Uh, like expansion, or I don't know if it's expansions or not, but I'm sure there will be expansions because they had two really good ones for Witcher 3. But I think they yeah. did, I did see something that said it'll be like 2021. They're going to be trying to get DLC out. Whether that's hmm. an actual expansion or, or what it is. <clears throat> I'm not yeah. sure. Well, what else you got? Uh, that's about it. Um, looking forward to playing that tomorrow and and seeing what that game actually is. So I have half a day off tomorrow, hopefully. Um, 
and then I've, I took Friday off. So yeah, we'll have to ping each other back and forth. And are you going to play as a, as a, uh, a guy or a girl? Uh, I picked a dude in both, uh, versions. Um, okay. and I picked, the, I actually picked the same life path too. You get to pick between the three life paths at the beginning. I picked the same one on both mostly because I wanted to see the same area, mm-hmm. um, with like within the game. Um, I picked Corpo <clears throat> and you start in like a high rise, uh, building. I think no bad. Yeah. You kind of start in like the outskirts of, t- of the town and then the street kid, I, you probably start somewhere in the city, but I want, I wanted to see right. like the exact same since I played it on stadium and Xbox, I wanted to see the exact same like areas, like for graphics to like, see what's the difference. I'm really curious how your Stadia is going to run on your 4K TV. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Because having out. a 4K TV now, it if I could get something like Stadia, which is a lot cheaper, and be able to play 4K games, like that sounds... Now, you know, you've got like way better internet than I do, but I I have 400 down here. My upload yeah. is only like 20, but I know yours is like easily doubling that. So Yeah, I have gigabit... Um generally i get somewhere between 500 to 700 down i don't ever get quite you know a thousand 24 you know gigs down Mm -hmm. um usually it's somewhere in that 500 to 700 range um which is obviously like best case scenario for america so right um but i you'd be fine on 400 i would think as long as your your latency wasn't too bad like your ping. Does it matter with your like your upload? Because my upload is on it really only flirts with like thirty. Mm, I'm not sure. My my uploads it's symmetrical, so it's it's like five hundred okay. up, seven hundred up too. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Very it's jealous. Nuts. It's nuts. Yep. What have you been up to? <clears throat> so, well, not a lot of like new gaming stuff. Um, just still like plugging away with Divinity. Uh, original sin 2 love that game to pieces um that's it that's really all the games i've been playing i'm gonna be starting cyberpunk tomorrow hopefully i hopefully i don't just end up breaking down and buying the steam version but we'll see um i been picking up some new stuff uh to read so i i grabbed the graphic novel called harleen which is um, Harley Quinn's origin story. So I started watching the Harley Quinn show on HBO, and it's great. I've finished the first season. I highly recommend that show if you're into like that silly type of humor or DC in general. It's very violent, so like don't watch that with your kids. But you'll get a sense of how that show is for like five minutes into it. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, so Goodreads will do this thing every year where you vote for like the book of the year and it's, they've got a bunch of different genres broken down. And I love looking at those because there's so much content with graphic novels and, um, books. I mean, cookbooks even like they've got that stuff broken down and there's just sensory overload with like where you should look at next. And so I love looking at like those recaps of the year And I'll just start like adding a bunch of those books to my Goodreads, you know, that I want to read at some point. And so I've seen Harleen like be passed around quite a bit. And so I picked it up and was actually blown away at how good this graphic novel is. So Joker got his own origin story with uh, a movie by Todd Phillips. And 
uh, I, I genuinely liked that movie. It's one that people say like they enjoyed it, but they'll never watch it again just because it's very depressing. Mm-hmm. And I actually think like that quality is from that movie is like found in this graphic novel. It's a very, very well told story. It's an origin story about how Harley Quinn became Harley Quinn. And I don't want to get into the story too much, but it explains like how she became. So like, do you know her backstory at all? You know, anything about the character? No. Okay. So she is, she's a, um, Oh my gosh. What's the word I'm thinking of? She's like a psychiatrist. And she actually, her, she has a goal in this book to work with all these people in Arkham Asylum to try and help them with their issues that they have, whether it's like Joker and depression and, and, you know, poison Ivy with, with, with her issues. And there's a, there's a wide range of villains in this book. Um, but she actually starts working with, uh, Batman in like they're kind of teaming up in a way where she's like trying to get some advice from him. And she's like, Hey, at the end of the day, do you think that I could help these people? And he encourages her to go for it in a sense, you know, but it's, so she starts working with, um, you know, all these different villains in the Batman universe. And she, this, it explains like her falling in love with the Joker. The Joker is like, a handsome guy in this book. He, he, he looked, um, definitely not the Joker that you're used to seeing. Um, but they just do a really good job of explaining like her motives around all of this and how she like fell in love with the Joker. And it's, it just, it was really well told. It's, it's a gorgeous graphic novel. And I just really think that if you have any interest in that stuff, like you should check this out. It is an mm. origin story and I know it's not really moving things forward. It's just a really good one of those books. And I can't pronounce the person's name that wrote it and I will spell it. It's S T J E P A N is the person's first name and then S E G I C is their last name, but if you're on Goodreads and you just start looking up like one of the top graphic novels, it's going to be on that list. It's very, it, it's, it kind of blew me away at how good it was and just how they've conveyed her like slipping into madness that she does. So I get that version of Harley Quinn and then I not getting them confused because they are different takes, but going to the HBO show Harley Quinn is just hilarious. I find that show to be really funny. Uh, the second season just picks right back up and it's just, it's really funny. I like, I, I, I really am enjoying that show. Um, so that's enough Harley Quinn. Um, I've been trying to throw more 4k content at my TV. I want to watch, different things to see like what it looks like. And so I love the fact that Disney plus, um, they stream their stuff in 4k. So I turned on, uh, Thor Ragnarok and it was like nine o'clock on a Friday. My kids were upstairs. We just turned on Thor Ragnarok. We ended up watching that whole movie and both my kids were so invested in this movie that, uh, now we're, we're trying to 
figure out if we're going to like go through the entire back catalog of all those different Marvel movies. There's 22 of them, so I don't know if we'll do that or not. But it, it, it was just so funny. So my kids are six and eight. And the things that they pick up on is just really funny. So there is a spoiler alert. There's a scene in that movie where Thor and the Hulk are fighting. And, you know, that was like, my son was like super into that. Well, in the fight, the um, Grandmaster actually causes there to be, he basically cheats in the fight and he stops Thor from being able to fight. My kids freaked out on that. They were so unhappy with how this movie was turning out. But I was just like, oh my gosh, if you guys are liking this i have an entire catalog of movies here on disney plus that we need to start watching so um that's got my son a little more pumped up with watching stuff so it was like we've been watching the mandalorian which i think we're going to discuss here in a little bit but um i said max if you are liking the mandalorian we have a show that we have to watch and i've name dropped you a couple times so now my son said that I need to tell you <laughs> that we started watching Clone Wars. He was just like, would you think Rich will be happy that we started watching this? I said, yes, he's going to be very happy that we're watching this. <laughs> so uh, we started watching that show. It looks dated. I don't know when the Clone Wars came out. But I will say that the cinematography of this show is outstanding. Yeah. It like it's surprising the just how they shoot things, how the where the camera is at when they're like setting up scenes. And I love when they're doing dog fights and stuff. Just it looks it it's reminiscing of the movies themselves. It's yeah. just they they did a really good job with the cinematography of the show. We're we're into it. We're I think we're gonna hopefully get through it but i know there's it's a there's a big back catalog of that stuff but he's it, he's liking it enough because he he know he already knows some of those characters and right. so it's making me want to go through the original trilogy like one two and three with him or is clone so this this show takes place between two and three right yes Okay, because he's yeah he's not um he's not Darth Vader yet so it's he, sort of he, the he, the end of this show sort of leads into three is or the end of three like Order sixty six happens during this the okay end of this, like the end of the show and the uh, the graphical fidelity will get better as you go so I've I've I'm, I guess I've seen I've said the word Clone Wars. A couple times too many because my phone is starting to try to show me stuff about it Mm -hmm. and so i've seen a i think i've seen a scene that is probably in the back half of the show and it did look a lot better and i'm i I figured that would be the case yeah yeah it's with ahsoka yep um and i was kind of pissed that i seen that because i think i know what happened but i i think i already know what happens in the story anyway but it's about the journey not the destination so um yeah we're we're we are really um we're really digging that show so um i'm sure i will continue to talk about that throughout i'm sure i'll have questions um i hate the villain right now he keeps getting away the asshole who is it right now 
Grievous. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. That that show actually introduces some really cool villains. Um, when you get to the dude that's wearing the cowboy hat, that's a really cool story arc. So, okay. Yeah. Just watch out for Don't that. know anything about that. Yep. But yep. I, I think we're going to have to watch. Like, I would like to, before we get too invested, I want him to watch the first and the second movie. And then it's like, okay, now let's watch. Let's get through this. Let's try to like bulldoze through this. And I know it's backwards. I, I, I don't care about that. Like, I don't care if he watches things in chronological order. I would show him three and then Rogue One and then go from there. That that doesn't really bother me. But that's, well, that's good. Me. That's good. You're going to you guys are going to like that show. There's some really good, uh, really good storylines and really good episodes of that show. There are some clunkers that aren't great, but it's only 22 minutes long. It's a nice little sit down, watch yeah. it, move on. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him, I was like, cause I've been watching, um, Harley Quinn when I'm like riding the bike or something. And I just asked him, I said, Hey, would you care if I watch this without you? And he was like, yes, I would care. I'm like, okay, well let's, <laughs> we got to get through it then. All right. I'm going to be hounding you. Yeah. I'll pull you away from stuff. Cause I want to get through this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, uh, that, yeah, that's it for me. So, uh, before we get into software, I want to mention that, uh, there is a piece of software that I was like really hoping was going to be out. And I thought it was, but they announced that it's going to be out, uh, on Monday. And so next week's episode, I really want to discuss, uh, fitness plus. So I've been doing, you know, a lot of home exercises, which I'm sure you have too, Using my bands, you know, using that stuff, and I'm I'm looking for some, you know, additional like content, and I'm excited to see like how they're gonna tie all this stuff up. So, um, yeah. it's supposed to launch on the on Monday, I think. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to test that before we record again. I think. So Monday. on a on an Apple note, did you see, we didn't talk about this? Usually when things like this happen, we'll. We'll text back and forth in Discord. But did you see these headphones, these AirPods Max that Apple released? Yes. <laughs> so so. These, things are, these things are over-the-ear headphones. Okay, they called them AirPods Max because, of course, they did. Um, they come in five different colors. They're And the carrying so the carrying case these things come in. Oh, I know. <laughs> literally looks like the least um, like practical thing in the world. Like it makes them bigger. Like usually, like when yes. when like headphones fold up in like to a case, it makes the footprint of the headphones smaller. This somehow yeah, like makes them bows. bigger. These look like literally a bra. Like that, the headphones go in. <laughs> if you're listening to this, go to Apple's website and look at this because it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I, so is there a goal with these headphones to sell them to like the common folk? It can't be. These are too expensive. Like you can get Beats and like Bose high end headphones for like three hundred dollars. These are two hundred and forty dollars more than that. Like these are getting into like studio monitor like audiophile like music professional cost here which might be what they're going for no i mean it's just crazy i, I know and I you was, know what I sucks they're gonna sell out of them 
They'll oh, sell yeah. out of those yeah, things. Yeah, they'll, they'll sell those things to all sorts of and, people. And the market will react and shit will get more expensive. I know I've got a tweet out there from several years ago where I was upset <clears throat> that the like one of the entry-level MacBook Pros was going up to $1,700. Yeah. And I was like, man, what the... F- we're, what is... We're, why are we going in this direction? And then Microsoft releases the Surface... And their shit starts at like $2,000. And I'm just like, oh my God, why? And it's because people are willing to pay that kind of money for that stuff. It's just, uh, it's not worth it. It's the it's the Yeti cooler effect, right? Like, Yes, you, right. If you will pay $300 for a cooler, you'll pay a lot of money for just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just I mean, stop. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know, just... Like scrolling down this web page to like buy these things, it looks like one of those fake like product pages that somebody put together like for a future Apple product. Like it just doesn't. Seem so, like do you a remember those thing. white? Um, you remember those white uh, like robot dogs? I've seen somebody try yes. to compare them to those <laughs> to yes. one of those things yes. that like yep at you. They do actually, yeah. They do. Oh, they've got a dial on them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's That's got probably a, worth the extra a, money. It's got a watch. Digi- it's got the digital crown, Michael. Well, see, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the the big button on the front just says watch the film. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The pretentious is strong in this. And here I am excited for freaking Fitness Plus. Yep. Just give them your $14 a month or $15 a month or whatever that thing is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I was correct. It comes out the fourteenth of this month. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's only ten dollars. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I think you get. So you just bought a watch recently. So I think you get four months uh, free. Hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely try it out. At least for podcast yeah. sake. Yeah. And your health. Yep. <laughs> hey, um, do we want to talk about the Mando show? Before yeah. we get into software? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> what episode is this? Mandalorian. This is Let the me... Boba Fett episode. Yes. Uh, 14. I want to get the... 14, I think. Thank you. Okay. Chapter 14. All right. So, uh, what were your thoughts? Um... I don't know. I mean, not a lot. I mean, a lot happened, but a lot didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Razor Crest got blown to shit. <laughs> um, yeah. That was kind of jarring. I like that, too. That was kind of jarring. Um, my biggest problem with that episode was towards the end of it, when uh, Moff Gideon is talking to Baby Yoda like a baby. Like, he's sitting there, like, having this, like, very child, like, very, like... I'm the protagonist and now I'm going to have this like childish conversation with the, uh, like the baby, I guess mm-hmm. it was really weird. Um, Boba Fett seemed kind of weird in his armor cause he's all fat. I don't know. <laughs> it was an okay episode. Like I'm sure a lot of people loved it because it had Boba Fett in it and people like Boba Fett for some reason, which I don't really understand right. because he was in those original movies for about five minutes before he got eaten. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand so, the fascination with him. So I, I took a screenshot of this picture of the stormtrooper, uh, and it is like, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're trying to make it into a meme, but the top of it just says 
did Moff Gideon just tell me to put that baby in shackles? We have baby shackles. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, are we the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, put it in shackles. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, so yeah, he gets Baby Yoda gets kidnapped, or Grogu gets kidnapped. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, not much happened. For, for yeah, the, the whole the whole like Boba Fett Mando and then the sniper lady dynamic felt really weird and forced. Like she went mm-hmm. from wanting to kill him and take the take Grogu to oh no I have this blood oath to you now, and then all he had to do was give Boba Fett his armor back and he's like no man I gotta I gotta run around with you because of reasons now right yeah and it's like My because word. John Favreau needs me to run around for you for three more episodes <laughs> so we can you know somewhere Grogu plush toys I, I don't know it. He looks like a big old doofus in that armor, too. <laughs> Dude, his, his gut's hanging out. Like, it just looks weird. It's really a nice weird. dad bod there, Boba Fett. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so, oh, um, I think this episode enforces the theory that I had. The theory that I would continue to watch this show even if the baby wasn't in it. Like, I love... Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just this random group of people doing space shit. Yeah. And I could, I would love if that was the case. Like it doesn't, to me, it doesn't need Baby Yoda. Like I I get that draw there and marketing and, and toys and all that shit. I totally get that. He's not going anywhere. They're making way too much money off that for him to go away. So the fact that like Moff Gideon has him now, um, I mean, you you can guess where the show is going to go. Like, obviously, they'll get him back. He's going to continue to be on his hip. But I would be perfectly fine if Baby Yoda took a break for a while from the show, and it was just Mando and uh, the 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 super buff girl and just a bunch, a bunch of random people grab a couple aliens and let's just go do some space shit for a while to make some money. Like, I think that would be, that would be interesting as well. And you could pull in characters from shows or whatever. Like I, you know, I think that would, I think there's a premise there that they don't need to just keep that limelight on him. What did, uh, but what did you think of like, you actually seen the force in this episode? I've, I've seen a you know some people thought it was kind of hokey, but I I mean I think it worked. I thought it was stupid uh, of him to try and keep going after him. I mean yeah, that was the only part knocked, that was weird to me. It's like it knocked him on his he ass. He got knocked once. down like yeah. yeah. Grogu's in that but little force trying. field of the force, and he just like Mando tries to grab him out of there, and he gets knocked back, and then he does it like three more times. It's like hey uh, yeah. You know, you put your hand force, on the hot bro. stove. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. don't know that that, that, that whole th- yeah. It wasn't a great episode, but it wasn't, you know, the worst episode either. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes here. They don't have, what are we on, 14? So they have, what, two or three more episodes to two. go? Two more. That's crazy. It just feels like nothing's happened. I know. But it, it kind of has, but it's not, the, the consequences aren't happening. Yeah, he found yeah. the Jedi. He found now. Now he's like doing this stuff, but it's like it's just not really mattering. Nothing is really mattering. I I love that in the the previous episode they teased those dark troopers, 
and literally in this episode, he's like, release the dark troopers. And all they do is fly down, grab this fucking baby, and then fly back up. <laughs> like, that's all they do. It's like, really? Did he need... He needed... That's what they're supposed to... Like, they're snatch and grab baby guys? Like, that was so stupid. I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is... Yeah. <laughs> this is rough. They need to bring Ahsoka back. They need to bring Ahsoka back and make this show about Ahsoka. See, put her... Well, there's no more Razor Crest, but yeah, put her in the show more. Well, so are they really going to do a spinoff, or can they keep everything contained in this, and like, how long can they go with this? I mean, I, you know where this is at, he, heading to, right? I mean, um, the only thing that survived the Razor Crest crash is the best car, Staff. And right. what does Moff Gideon have? The Darksaber. Right. So Mando is going to end up fighting Moff Gideon with the Darksaber and the Beskar staff. Yeah. Like, you're going to see that fight. In this like season? Uh, I hope so. Good God. We got to wait a year for that shit. I hope not. <laughs> That'd be bad. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good episode. But, yeah, there's still just... A lot of decisions are made in this show that you're kind of just like, uh, you know, well, whatever. I could give or take without that. But I, I thought that about these last three movies that came out, too. Like, I mean, I, I know I told it on the show, but I was, like, laughing through the last two movies just because of how ridiculous they were. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it, it wouldn't be as big of a deal if it wasn't, like, eight episodes every season or nine or whatever it is. Like... If it's a thirty episode season, you can have a couple clunkers in there where not a right. lot happens, you know. But normalize twenty four episode seasons again. No kidding. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They don't like money, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe they're smart. They only have to make eight of them, and they make the same amount of money. Who knows? All right, Rich. You want to kick us off with this? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some apps. I like apps. Um, I do too. Yeah, I guess I should preface this by um, I really like apps. Like I will, as soon as like a new app comes out, like people that I follow on Twitter or things I see on the internet about any kind of new app, I usually will download it and kind of mess around with it. Um, I think that's mostly because of like the stuff we did with websites and building websites. Mm-hmm. I like to tinker with shit. So I like to see like how people do like user interfaces and like uh, user experiences. Um, yeah. And, like the way things work, like all that stuff is super interesting to me to like see what people do and like how that stuff works. Um, so I have a, I have a dark secret. I like sometimes scrolling through Twitter for other people's home screen. Yes. When they'll, yeah. when they'll take a screenshot of their phone and I, I've found apps that way, like just, interesting like you know either for whatever reason and maybe they're highlighting it in their tweet or whatever but if they like hashtag like phone wallpaper uh just like phone screen or home screen or something like that i will search for that sometime just like what are other people using right now or like what's the hot shit right right yeah some new calendar app comes out i'm downloading that shit i gotta know what it is new weather app (laughs) gotta know you know like I, i like to tinker around and mess with stuff like i'm when we were running our game website, like I was the guy that was coming to you like every two days. Hey, I figured out this thing. I figured out this thing to change the titles on the the headers and make them do this or that. You know, I'd like to like constantly changing the website and constantly changing the way things looked. 
You blew my mind when every third post all of a sudden had a unique background. (laughs) Yeah, like a featured post. I was just like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to tinker with things. I like apps. Um, um, In my professional kind of career, I'm I'm an engineer, but I manage a lot of projects, so I I have to be really, like, organized. So I like Mm -hmm. project tracking apps, um, different kinds of... Uh, it's like note taking software. I'm very heavy, like on note taking. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the bulk of probably what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's hey let's uh, let's start with the show. The show. What do you mean? This show. Like what the what we use in this show. What we use to record. How yeah. we keep. I, okay. Because that's okay. that's going to lead into like your note taking stuff and. Yeah. Yeah, so we use, um, well, I use GarageBand to record my audio. I think you use Audacity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So GarageBand is obviously a stock Mac app, uh, which is great. It's it's always been really good, even when we recorded other podcasts. Um, yeah. Back when you used a Mac, like a sane human being, to record audio. Um, yeah, those first couple episodes we published were rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Audacity's yeah. got a learning curve to it. Yeah, so. but it's super good. It's always been really good too. Um, and it's free, which is always nice, right? When you're a poor broke person. Um, but you, but with GarageBand, you don't really have to get in there and tweak a whole lot. You know, I did where, actually when we started recording this show. I looked up like some settings. Um, Right, yeah. Because the the echo in this basement is so bad. Like, I, I tried to maximize that as much as possible. Um, but I kind of got it set up and, and kind of leave it as is now. Um, but, no, it is pretty really user-friendly. Like, there's you can yeah, get in there but, and, and kind of – it's a typical Apple. Like, you can get in there and kind of do all the stuff and mess with all of the knobs and the buttons. But mm-hmm. they try to make it seamless for you to just kind of open it up, press record, and go. Right. Yeah, I'll, I, it would probably be an interesting blog post how I edit this show, like the yeah. different filters that I put on. Cause, because, I, I, in, and it's just we're in different environments. I'm in a pretty enclosed upstairs, but I don't get a whole lot of echo in here. And you're in a pretty wide open spot. And so when I pull your like um, file in, I have to tweak your gain a little bit. And then I have to, I have to highlight all of our tracks. I have to normalize it, which gets them both kind of flowing along the same pane. And then I have to amplify it by three. <laughs> and that allows us to, um, to kind of go over our highs a little bit. So like, for instance, when I normalize something, if I hit like that, if I hit that P, um, what it's going to do is it's going to try to collapse that stuff down where it's not so hard when you're listening to it in like on headphones or something, but the, but it makes it a little too quiet. So then when I normalize everything, I have to then amplify it and then I have to mix things down. And so if you go back and listen to like some of our first podcasts, the reason that the audio was messing up is when we pull in Evan Newton's music file, which is on its own track, I was normalizing and amplifying based on that and that was recorded in a studio and uh is like the the quality of it is like way better than just our voices you know so 
there was just there was just this learning curve that I, I was like, OK, I need I finally figured out how to set. I was going to my car and listening to this because yep. listening to it like on my Bose headphones, like it sounds fine, but it sounded quiet to you. And so the only place I was able to ever figure out, OK, where is this going to be quiet? at was in my car. So I was constantly like after editing the show, <laughs> run out there and listen to it for a few minutes and then turn another podcast on to be like, OK, do I need to turn this up a little bit or is it pretty normal with all the, the other shows that are on there? So I think I've got it at a good spot. But man, I did not touch GarageBand like this. Like GarageBand, no, is, it's, yeah. it, is, it is fantastic, but this is, you know, free software um, and it it's it's. It's good, just like GarageBand is, but you have to learn how to work with the systems. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that brings us into um, what we use for our show notes and to kind of manage the show and kind of plan out the week. Like through the week, you and I are usually going back and forth. You usually end up starting the show notes, um, and I kind of come in afterward and, and add stuff into it. So um, the software we use to kind of do all that is a software called Notion. Um, Notion is basically a database tool for like teams. Um, it basically allows you to have like, it's kind of, it's kind of like this weird, um, amalgamation of like Evernote from back in the day and like Trello and a lot of other apps that have kind of come about. So like within Notion, you can basically build your own little like wiki and make your own pages and like set up your own little dashboards and databases it's basically like this all-in-one like workspace that either you as an individual or you with your whole like team of people you work with or like plan things out with to like mm -hmm. stay organized and we can all kind of collaborate and it it works uh similar to how like a google doc would work where you and i can be typing in the same page at once and you know everything happens real time you know so it's 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 software that I actually used. Um, I use my personal life. So I have my own um, like personal workspace within Notion where I have like all my recipes. I have my like finances for the month. I have um, notes about like home improvement things we want to do and like budgets broken mm. out. Like in like you can put spreadsheet databases into Notion like within a page like inline. And so I can like break out like Oh, we want to build a back patio. Here's how much I think that's going to cost. Here's links to like people to call, um, like important documents. You can upload files. You can upload audio files, PDFs, all sorts of stuff. Um, recently, something that I had found with Notion now that I've been reading a lot more is I wanted to create like a separate reading library because I use Goodreads, which you're going to, I'll let you talk about a little bit more. You brought that up on the okay. show before. Um, Goodreads kind of keeps track of like all the books you're reading through linking through like Kindle and things like that. Um, but I wanted to keep a separate library um, kind of in notion that was my own and kind of, cause I like to, I like to kind of take notes on things and like high, like on Kindle, I'll highlight stuff and like highlight stuff when I'm reading. I can't do it in the graphic novels we read, which really bums me out. I have to kind of write those down um, <laughs> manually, but like in like the Witcher, if I see a, or like Dune when I'm reading that novel or that book, if I see something, I'll kind of highlight it and it, and it saves it um, in, in Kindle. But recently what I found is there's an app called, uh, not to get 
too far off notion here, but there's an app called Readwise, which will take all of your highlights from uh, Kindle and funnel them into Notion, like into Ooh. so like it automatically funnels them into a reading like a library within Notion, and then I'm linking that library to my reading library. So like when I add Dune the the novel, the old novel, and I start highlighting stuff, I have a link within my reading library to that Readwise library where all my highlights will live. And so I can go back and see like every highlight I've ever done on Kindle in one place and not have to like, you know, go through the Kindle app and go into the book and like find it all. Like it's really cool. Like it, and it, it doesn't just do Kindle. It does like Instapaper, which is like a, uh, that's an mm-hmm. app that uh, you can like share news articles with and it'll, it can basically cuts all the pictures out and you can just read it in text it's supposed to be like pretty and easier to read. You can make highlights in there and it'll bring all it's basically readwise will bring in all your highlights and like notes from all these different apps, which is really cool. But Notion, that's kind of what Notion is. It's kind of this data database tool that you you can you can kind of make it do whatever you want. It's really mm-hmm. um it's really overwhelming when you first load it up because it has some like sample some like sample workspaces, but it's kind of like yeah. you don't really know where to start. Like it's not really like Evernote where you're just constantly writing out notes. You can kind of have to build out your own little workflow and your own kind of area. And it's something that I wish I had like during high school or like during mm-hmm. like when I, right. when, I, when I did go to college, like being able to like make different areas for like different classes and like take notes on there and like have all that stuff somewhere other than just like a notebook. Um, would be would be so, super cool. So, like our show notes, you know, I I just go to a page, which um, and you know, it's your name is in it, so I'm sure that it's just like a subset of your um of your notion. But yes, what I really like is that calendar that you put on there. When like you made the comment that I'll start the show notes, but you've set up that as its own template. So it's really cool for me to just be able to go in there and click on the calendar. It's like, okay, we're going to record on the 16th or something. So I can go in there and just hit like a new button. But you've got like these different templates set up where I can like, okay, this is going to be a show. I'm adding show notes. And then it just spits out this this whole formatted document for me to start filling stuff out where it's like we've got the the notes that we can add at the bottom of this um, for when we go to post this into Simplecast um, or, you know, we've got the stuff at the beginning of the, or the top of it um, just to try to keep things organized. Cause it's, it's helped a lot like us getting back into podcasting to just kind of have like one spot to put these notes. But I like that you can build these different templates where if we start introducing new stuff to the show or, you know, you could build a template for like our news um, episodes that we do at the end of the month where it's like, OK, go ahead and drop all your news in here. OK, here's right. the book we're going to be talking about. And, you know, as you, like you were saying to me um, outside of the show, that, like earlier when we first start setting up Notion, just like how easy that stuff is to set up. Like once you get in there and actually start tweaking it a little bit, it's, it seems like it's pretty simple. So I have my own personal Notion. I know you pay for like a subscription to it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they have a free tier. Um, I've got the app. I have not played with it a lot, 
but I didn't know that there's like all these different hooks that can go into it. So I like highlighting stuff on Kindle as well. Um, so I'll definitely have to check out that read wise. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. And then the cool thing about the, uh, the calendar view you're talking about for our show notes is that calendar is basically just part of the, the show database. So for every, for every show, we have an entry into that database and every entry has certain data that's applied to it. So it has a title, which is usually the episode number and then whatever we're talking about. It has like a record date, publish date, the status of that episode, whether it's upcoming or it's been recorded or it's been published, mm-hmm. like who was in it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what's cool about it is is like you're seeing that in a calendar format, but I always keep it in a Trello like Kanban board view where I've got it sorted by status. So I see like what's upcoming, what's recorded and what's published. Um, So you can take all that data and you can make it into like a table, like a spreadsheet, or you can change the views. So like if you Mm. go to like, like it'll say board view and that's the, that's the uh, Trello view, or I can go to like recording calendar and that changes it to an actual calendar. Or I can go to like table view, which changes it to more like a spreadsheet. So yeah, when you mentioned it's like Trello, I didn't actually understand what you meant by that, but now I do. I didn't know that you could change the view of it to be like a Kanban board. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 super cool. And then you can customize that board and sort it by however you want. And yeah, it kind of it's kinda like the expert level like Excel stuff. Like once you figure out how pivot tables work in Excel, it's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. like this whole new world's opened up. Um I it's, know. it's very it's very uh and I think that's part of the reason why it's a little overwhelming. It's very versatile. Like it's, it's, it can do just about anything, which is, um, can be overwhelming when you're working with a tool like that. That's not like, it doesn't have like a, like a specific thing that it just does. It kind of just does everything. Right. Um, and it does a lot of that really well. I, I love Trello. I, I wish I could use it more than I did. And I use it quite a bit. Um, I use it for mm-hmm. when I was designing websites and doing that stuff. I was using it for that to, for like code snippets and, um, different things I was learning like about Gatsby. Um, I have a whole section in notion with tons of crap about gaps, Gatsby, mm-hmm. um, and like my different clients that I have. Um, I have all their data in, in notion kind of saved, so yeah, it's Notion's a super cool tool. Um, you can use it for just about every anything, whether you're going to school or you're you're running like a small business at work, depending on what you do at work. Um, your family life, um, like stuff at home, it, it it does just about everything. Anything. It's 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 great software. I, I you know, I've honestly been looking for a good recipe app. And you said that you keep your recipes in there. I might need to look into that. Yeah, it's super cool. Like I'll I'll just save like a link in a, a link in like my recipe area, and then I'll turn mm-hmm. it into its own page, and then you can uh, you can kind of break it out later. But yeah, it's it's super nice. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. can put it into a data. The key the key to Notion is really those databases. If you keep things in databases, then you can you can call it into other places. Right. You can kind of slice and dice however you yeah, want. Yeah. You it. can you can real like. Any, any database entry, you can you can sort it any way you want, but then you can call that entry into another database or into another page or into anything else. Like, database is a pretty powerful part of Notion for sure. And I think they just came out with their API, so I think they're going to, I think over Ooh. the next probably 12 to 16 months, you'll see a lot more integrations with uh, 
with Notion for sure. Hmm. Uh, let's move on here. So um, the other uh, sort of similar to Notion tool that I use is called Roam Research. It is primarily a note-taking tool. Um, it's fairly new. I don't think it's been out much longer than a year. Um, but it is primarily a, a note-taking tool that um, kind of promotes networked thought. So, so the way that uh, Rome Research works is it starts, um, it basically starts like with every day. So every day you'll have like your daily note and it'll be that date. So today is December 9th. So like for today I have a note that's December 9th and it'll just come up as just a blank note. And you can start typing like almost like journaling. That's basically kind of what I use it for at work because I, I talk to so many different people at work. I have 10 or 15 people that kind of work sort of quasi underneath me that I'm talking to every day. I have you know anywhere from 30 to 50 projects I'm dealing with that I'm touching, you know, not all of them throughout the day, but a lot of them. And sometimes there might be just some little thing that I need to do on one of those projects that I'll have time to do right that instant. And so I can, I, I always have room up for like for that day. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll just like, I, it's very keyboard command heavy. So I'll, I'll make a to do and say, I need to do this. And then I, if you hit brackets, you know, you can, you hit brackets and you say for whatever the project name is, so like BitPunch Radio, I need to make the show notes for BitPunch Radio. And I put Bit, BitPunch Radio in brackets and, and, uh, and close it in brackets. Whenever you enclose anything in brackets, it makes it makes its own page for whatever you enclosed. Mm -hmm. So then I can yeah. go and click on, on BitPunch Radio, which is within those brackets, and now there's a page called BitPunch Radio, and down at the bottom it'll say linked references, and it'll say on December 9th, you said you were gonna make the show notes for BitPunch Radio, and here's the to-do, and you did it. And that's what Rome Research is. It's about linked references, and backlinks is what they call it. So as you go, you're just constantly linking people and linking pages. So for a while, before I moved my library into um, Notion, I was kind of doing it, I was kind of testing it out in Rome, where I would, um, I had like a template for a book page and I would kind of take some of that same metadata, like the author and the release date, and I would make, I would fill that out, but make those lines pages, um, and backlinks and stuff. And it it it, it worked pretty well, um, but I, I kind of like Notion a little better for that. But but Rome is is really good for the way that I use it at work. Is is kind of um, basically journaling what I do throughout the day, and being able to go to a project and see, oh man, over a month. Here's everything that I did, you know, as long as I wrote it in there and, and typed it in there that I did with this project and when I did it, which is important for the, the type yeah, of work that's, that I do. Yeah, that's some dedication there to to do that. It, it is. It's hard, and, and there's days where I'll, you know, half the day goes by and I'll look at my room and there's, there's just shit in there, and I'm like, fuck. You know, mm. it, it's hard to be that organized, but at the same time, I'm, I'm so, like, scattered across different projects that I, I really have to try to do it. Like I don't, and, and like some people go to work and they, the, the project they're working, like they don't have projects. Like they go to work, they do the thing, whatever they're doing, like they work at a factory or work at an assembly line and then they go home. Like there's no carryover right. on the project. Like you and I probably work on, like 
my projects can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to they might last years where, mm-hmm. you know, you're working on the same project a little bit at a time over a period of, you know, one or two years. And so when, I don't know about you, but the older I get, you know, after I sleep, everything, I fucking forget everything anymore. Like, I don't yeah. remember what I did yesterday, you know, so let alone a year ago. So when something else, so like, I work on like a lot of road projects, like civil projects where they're trying to design roads and, and build new roads. So I work at a utility company. So if they're, you know, deciding we're going to build a new I-65 down to Louisville, it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So now we got to remove all this utility stuff. And, you know, that'll take years to plan. And so, right. you know, six months goes by and they're like, hey, remember that time, that thing you said you were going to do or that thing you were talking about? And it's like, no, I don't remember that at all. I can go and pull up Rome and say, hey, on the I-65 project, Louisville, oh, yeah, I did this six months ago. This is what we said we were going to do, la dee 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 da that's, that's what I use it for. Um, it's, sort of, it's sort of marketed as more of like a research tool for like scholars and like people that are studying um, because you can, because of this sort of ability to link pages together, um, it, it's, 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 it's really hard to explain <laughs> without, uh, without seeing it. So if you're, if you're interested in it, you should go and check it out, either check it out on YouTube or go to their website. I think it's romeresearch.com and we'll try to put links to all this stuff in there. Uh, in the yes, show notes. yes, absolutely. I think their graphic at the top kind of helps figure that out. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of get a sense of what it's all doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You create those backlinks and those brackets to basically link everything together. Everything, everything is linked together in some way. Um, which, yeah, you don't, you don't quite understand it until you sit down and do it for a day and then you go back and look at it. Right. And go, oh man, this is, this is pretty powerful if, if I can mm-hmm. keep this up, which I, so far I've been able to do um, pretty well. Um, so that's, that's Rome. I, I don't really use it for much more than that. Um, we talked about Readwise a little bit. Um, let's see here. You've got some stuff on here. You want to go through a couple? Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> we've been talking about books. Um, so I use, um, I love Goodreads. Um, I track all of my reading and Goodreads, uh, just graphic novels and like my the novels that I'm reading. Um, Goodreads was bought by Amazon like several years ago. Um, and a lot of people think that since then they haven't really made a lot of good progress on like updates or whatever. And, and I, I tend to agree, but I still think it's probably one of my favorite ones out there to keep track of this stuff with. So at the beginning of the year, you set a goal to say like, I'm going to read X amount of books and it's it just does a really good job of encouraging you to keep reading as much as you can. Um, you know, it'll it'll check in on you every I don't know a couple months or something and be like, oh, you're way ahead of your schedule or whatever. Um, so I think I set a goal to read 25 books this year. I think I'm sitting at 30 now. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's it's I, I like Goodreads. Um, I think there are probably better ones out there, but I'm just going to continue to stick with this. You I think like so? The integration. I, so I've, I've heard uh, of a couple different apps. I don't know if they're just app specific. Like, and what I mean is like an iOS specific thing. 
uh, mm. versus like a full full blown website. But I've I've heard you know I've been on like the Goodreads subreddit and I've seen the other you know like comparing it to other things and I'll see people talk about making the switch to something else and they they really like it. But I do like the integration. Uh, like so I have a, a paper white and um you know it's it's kind of keeping track of of like what i'm reading and and i can kind of sync things up uh through goodreads i've had issues though with this where it auto completes books for me okay and i've kind of had the same thing where like i'll finish it and then like the next day i'll go to goodreads and it's not finished right well mine because so I'm a squirrel and I play video games like this where I, I will read multiple things at a time. So like right now I'm reading uh, the Stormlight Archive, the third book in that series for, by Brandon Sanderson. And I'm reading 10,000 Doors of December or uh, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to read uh, like multiple books at a time, just kind of jump around. But what happens is, is like as you're jumping in and out of these books inside of Kindle, for some reason it gets confused and it'll just like auto completed on Goodreads. Uh, so I, I'll start going through and like I'll go to market as read and it's like, oh, you read this a month ago. And I'm like, no, I just now finished it. So I have to go in there and tweak the dates. Oh, and that's yeah, just that drives me kind of insane. Annoying. <laughs> yeah, that I set off my yeah. OCD real bad when I because when we started reading these graphic novels, I I fired up Goodreads again and I hadn't fired it up in probably two or three years. And yeah, that app hasn't changed in two or three years. No, it <laughs> neither hasn't. neither has the website, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and add some of these other books I read. And it's like I had this book, and it's like, when did you read it? It's like, fuck, who knows? <laughs> right. So I just start yeah. throwing dates in there, and it's just yeah, it really bothered me, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, to piggyback off that, um, there's two really good library style apps that I use. Um, there's one called Libby and there's one called Hoopla. Now they're both connected to, they're using like a library card. So I have a couple different library cards because I've kind of moved around in like my southern state here. And... Uh, I've got them both connected. So it's cool where I can kind of say like, okay, I want to read this book, but I'll, I'll check it out from this library. And it allows me to, to put in, you know, like multiple requests for, for books. It's like, okay, cause there's a lot of people reading books right now. So, you know, if a popular book comes out, say like the stormlight archive that I'm reading, uh, it might, it might sit in a queue and it, it'll, guesstimate and tell you okay we we you should have this delivered to you within like eight weeks or something like that holy cow oh yeah because they only have like one copy to pass around or maybe maybe three or four copies sometimes it'll tell you like how many copies they have but that's so that's libby libby is you're you're virtually checking out books from a library and all libraries are different in how they well, like what they buy the rights to for Libby, but the libraries that I'm connected to, they get most new books. And it's been really nice to not have to leave the house. I still buy books on Kindle. Like I, I bought um, the Stormlight Archive book that I'm reading because uh, they don't have quite everything, but they, they do have a lot of the New York Times bestsellers. Like you can just find a lot of popular books on there. But yeah, sometimes uh, like when the, oh, I can't remember. There's been a lot of good books that have came out this year, but yeah, sometimes it's 12 or 14 weeks 
before they um before you could potentially get it wow it just depends on however many people have like put that book on reserve so that's libby hoopla is uh they kind of treat it a little different they hoopla gets graphic novels and there's movies and like music you can uh, stream from there it's a lot of that stuff's older though i don't really care about hoopla in that regard my hoopla app gets about every brand new graphic novel that hits and they have individual issues so the dune novel that we're reading i think when we announced we were going to read it it came out like the day before that's already on there yeah uh, i read i read harleen through there harleen just came out a couple couple months ago uh, it gets like all the new stuff it's connected through my um library and its only limitation is you can only request eight things a month hmm. so at the end of the month i'll like um uh, and on november 30th i grabbed dune i grabbed that single issue of dune just in case we wanted to cover that on our show um and i grabbed harleen and so i'll have them for 21 days so i need to make sure i read you know dune before uh december 21st but you can only check out eight books uh, a month and so that's the only limitation with that but again the library i'm connected to it 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 it's the catalog is very vast and it gets most new things so um outside of that we've talked uh we talked about audacity so i'll make sure i mark that off we we record this we talk back and forth through discord it's like one of the more popular um chat apps i've tried to set my kids up with a discord so they could talk when they're playing uh in their bedrooms back and forth um <laughs> but you have to be 14 i think uh, my daughter might have a discord but she's secretly 14 years old <laughs> i started to set max up his and i was being honest about his age and so i put it in there and it's like oh you're way too young for this and i was like trying to backspace like oh i made a mistake i'm actually 14 years old discord i promise and it was like he's locked in now I can't do anything with that email account anymore. It's like it is oh, no. set in stone at Discord. I'm just like, fuck, yeah. man, because it's it's his name at Gmail. So it's like I need to make sure I try and fix that. But um, okay, so after those, like like I mentioned, I'm an Office 365 uh, product manager by day. So when you when you were talking about using Rome research and and like Notion and stuff, that's what I'm using OneNote and Microsoft to do and planner and that stuff but again i don't want to get into that but i'm just saying that like when i'm using note-taking apps or trying to create like my tasks for the day and stuff like that like microsoft has their own branded stuff they bought uh wonderlist and they've they've bought different apps to try and integrate with that stuff so yeah um yeah i've used those i've used those a little bit for sure yeah um uh so like uh staying on the the microsoft train though uh both my kids have a computer in their bedroom now so they've doing the um e-learning stuff i've i just had a couple computers kind of left over uh, from like my it days and just instead of collecting dust i was like well let's just set them up a little computer in their room but 
I need to be able to like monitor this stuff very, very closely. Mm-hmm. And so Microsoft has a pretty good app. Um, it's called the Microsoft Family Safe Safety app. And so they have their own email accounts. I was able to like sign them up under my old ass live account. <laughs> and I have to use that because it's tied to my game, my gamer, uh, my uh, Xbox live account. And I can't, I cannot change it. Yeah. I'm locked in to that old, like old email address from back in, from me, me and you first met, you know, 14 years ago or however long that's been. I still have to use that because it's the uh, account that I'm wanting to, I guess, just continue to use because it's, it's like where my, my Xbox live is. So um, (laughs) if you look in like our family safety, I ended up pulling in one of my Gmail accounts, but you'll see my Xbox account just kind of floating in there too. Cause it's, it just all has to be tied together, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, you know, they, I was able to lock things down. They can request websites. So, um, when they go to, uh, using one of the websites that like the school sends them, I'll get a little message on my phone or whatever. And it's like, Hey, do you want to allow Maximus onto this website? And, you know, they just kind of make it really simple to do. I can send them money to their Microsoft account. So if they wanted to buy, um, you know, uh, Roblox bucks or yeah, something through bucks, the store. Get them Fortnite skins. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, we've already done that. Um, this new round of <laughs> It's Fortnite. a new season. The, it's a dad. I, yes. need, I need the new. I need the Mandalorian in Fortnite. He, they're both the Mandalorian. My daughter didn't keep hers as Mando for too long, though. She switched back to <laughs> somebody else. But anyway, um, the the I can you can kind of control all that through that family safety app, and it's it's been it's kind of like given me the confidence a little bit more to feel safe putting computers in their rooms because I can I can kind of get a snapshot of everything. It sends me a weekly report of like everything they've done, all the different sites they've visited, um, even cool. like downloading uh, apps through like the Microsoft store, which has a ton of stuff. Now they've made a lot of, I mean the Microsoft store, like people mostly shit on that. They have made it. It still sucks, but they've made a lot of improvements to it. And so it's not, I try to force everything to go through there just because I know that they are um, keeping track of it. So yeah, yeah. I have a funny kid story. So my, uh, both my kids have those little like, uh, kid edition, like, uh, Amazon Kindles, the fires. Um, and my five-year-old, you know, they, they do all manner. There's all sorts of stupid little games on those things. And, uh, you know, everything from like Dora to whatever. I mean, there's all sorts of crap, basically all the crap, you know, mobile games are on there. Um, but just like a couple days ago my five-year-old sitting there and she's, she's, she's playing something and she turns the volume up because that's 50% of what they do is turn the volume up and down on that stupid thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Make it ridiculously loud. And she turns it up and I hear Pac-Man. Oh. And I'm like, what are you doing over there? And I know what, you know, like I heard it. And I was like, you know, I know what that is. And she's like, I'm playing this game. <laughs> I'm like, what, <laughs> what game are you playing? Just like, I don't know. I'm, I can't figure it out, you know? And I go over there and it's fucking Pac-Man. And so I, she can't like beat the first level. And so I like, she's, she's like, here, can you, can you do this? And I'm like, 
can I do watch this? a pro? Yeah, I'm like, here you go. <laughs> so I, I play it, you know, and I beat the first level. She just looks at me with like these big eyes. She's like, how the hell did she's like, she didn't say how the hell, but she's like, how'd you do that, daddy? And I'm like, yeah, I know how to play this game. And so I'm like showing her how to play it. And they, they, they've not been really interested in games too much, but, uh, oh, wow. Um, I haven't really exposed them to a ton of it outside of that crappy, those crappy fire games. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe th- that's kind of what that made me thought. I think is like maybe now my five-year-old's kind of ready to, to play some games. What so. would be the game that you would want to introduce her to? Like, what would be that first game that you think she might be interested in? I don't know. She knows who Mario is, so she's she like watched me play Odyssey on the Switch like a couple of years ago. Um, That's a hell of a game. She she would probably want to start with something like that. Um, yeah, no, it's a good one. I, I don't know. I, I haven't thought a ton about it. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Make her one of those ridiculous like. Uh, Mario levels and Mario Maker two, and then have her beat one of those. Be like, here's what our video games. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Good on luck. my on my iPad, she'll play Mario Run, that shitty game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my kids played that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, yeah, I don't have a ton more to talk about software wise. There is a good uh, note taking app on iPad actually uh, called Good Notes. If you have an Apple Pencil. And you have an iPad that you can use oh, it I with. Um, Good Notes is great. I use Good Notes all the time for work. It's basically like my Post-it note. Um, it lets you search like your handwritten notes, which is really useful sometimes. Um, but mm-hmm. like I, again, I kind of have like these people working under me. So like sometimes if I need to like draw or like illustrate something for them, I'll do it on there. But I also take quite a bit of notes on there too. Uh, that's a really good app. Um, you can bring PDFs into it and mark up PDFs on it, which I do a ton too, um, which is pretty pretty useful. Um, so you, you have fantastic, fantastic Al on here. Yeah. And I I like fantastic Al. I, I used it for a while, and getting a watch and getting an iPad – I started liking it less and less. Why? Uh, well, first off, I'd ha- I, it's not a universal app. So paying $10 for it on the phone, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd have to pay another $20 to get it on iPad. And then on top of that, if I wanted it on a computer, it would be $50. So my problem was I'm j- just trying to integrate everything as much as I can and it's really forcing me to just use stock apps. So I'm I'm ju- I just lean on the out of the box calendar and I use reminders a lot. So I use reminders as like my to-do. So like every every Tuesday night it reminds me to go take the trash down or I've got a lot of that stuff kind of programmed in there. I bought things 3. Yep, I've used um, that which uh, is, a lot too. Yeah, but what these apps are doing and then what the out-of-the-box like free apps that I get with a phone, it's just an it's just enough for me. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not a hardcore user like you are with a lot of this stuff, but it, it meets my needs. And so, you know, trying to get like more interested in this, like all this different software and 
you know, like trying to use Fantastical, like, you know, like, um, I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about like home automation stuff. And so, um, we are, we've been, uh, adding shelving to our closet because we have this like tiny closet we've got way too many freaking clothes and shoes. And so we're, we're trying to organize things. So I'm at the hardware store and I'm looking at lights. So I had to like get a new light bulb for our kitchen and they have like a, a, just a shitload of options now for all these smart lights. And it's like, that's, that seems really cool, but it, it, I just, I don't have that need to get something like that. Like it seems cool, but it's almost like it, I, to me, it's just not really worth that, that extra amount of money. I just don't feel like I would use it a whole lot. Oh man. And so we could, buying we could do a things whole, three, we could do a whole show about this. Do you want me to explain? I really want to, to you? please, let me, please, please let's, let's do, let's table this then for a show <laughs> because, because I, I bought things three. I bought Fantastical and I, you know, I see the shortcuts app and, and all this stuff on my phone and I want to, I want to learn it and use it, but I just don't have a practical reason to use it. You know, like I'm not leaving the house right now and I'm not prone to like leave my lights on, but I, I know that there's, I'm just not thinking of the right use cases. Yeah. Let me, so I I, yeah. I I need I need some education on that stuff. Yeah. So let me, I, I'll, I'll, let yeah, me explain to you how my morning goes. So no, we 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 gotta we're we gotta this show it? is going way too long. Okay. <laughs> we, let's okay. table it because I do want to do a show on this. I, I'm very interested because we've got the we've got all the stuff to do it technically. Yeah. I mean, you we've do. got freaking Alexas in every room, and. You know, I've had I've had people tell me like, oh, well, they'll just wake up and they'll say, good morning, Alexa. And it yep. just runs through this whole laundry yes. list of shit yes. for them. Yes, it's exactly what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you've got something like that, but I'm I'm interested in it. I have not utilized any of this stuff. I basically just want you to yell at me for an hour yes, and like just that. convince me into like really trying to dive into this because I'm lacking those use cases of like. Is is it worth the time to set this stuff up? Yes. And, and I'm I'm lacking yes. that right there. Yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah, not yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. the benefit of it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and I keep like like you said, you're interested in software. I'm interested in software too. I, I keep buying these apps, but I'm just not using them. I'm not setting them up properly. Um, yeah. Th- things Things Three is actually really a really powerful tool. Um, I used it a lot before I started using Rome. And it, I basically replaced th- things didn't track projects in the way that I really wanted. I really wanted like Notion or Rome to do, so I kind of replaced it with Rome. Um, but I really like things. If, if if I didn't use Rome, I would be using things um, still. Mm. Um, and Fantastical is is great. Yeah, you gotta you kind of gotta bite the bullet on the cost of it. But I have it on all my devices, and it's it's great and everything like my wife and I's calendars are all linked together. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. But see, like my wife and my wife and my calendar is linked together. Yeah. Cause we just use, we just share that, um, the, we have a bunch of different count. Cal- I've created a dinner calendar now. And so like, I'll put like different dinners that we're going to be cooking throughout the week in there. So I just, I, I'm just, I don't, 
understand why why should I use these other apps versus the stock apps? I mean, like maybe we need to pitch a uh, where we just go back and forth on like like why is this better than the free stuff that I'm using? I think it's just they have more features. Like there's there's some features with Fantastical that just aren't in the stock app. Right. Um, but before yeah. we end the show, you said you have a you have a Kindle Paperwhite. Yeah. Okay, so I have an old, like, six-year-old Kindle keyboard. It's it's the one that has literally the keyboard at the bottom of it. I have been thinking right. about upgrading to a Paperwhite. Do you like yours? Yes. I've got the one with ads. They don't really bother me. Yeah, um, I have. I think my keyboard, I, my keyboard one has ads, so that's, that's cool. Is, is the backlight on all the time, or is it like... You, you can turn, turn it, it off. off. Okay, okay. Yeah, is or it, you can turn it down low enough to where you don't even notice it. Okay. Okay. That's pretty, that, that was my biggest worry. Cause I, mine doesn't have a backlight. So at night, um, kind of like in the hour before my kids go to bed while they're winding down, I'll usually start reading and like, I have mm-hmm. to keep a light on that's bright enough so I can read that stinking old Kindle, which right. is kind of annoying when you're trying to get your kids to go to bed. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've had, I've been hovering over the buy in Amazon <laughs> for that thing for like a week like trying to figure out if I really need it or not. Um, yeah, they they've got the Oasis. They've got upgraded versions of the Kindle. I don't need that. Um, I think the Oasis actually brings back the physical button, <laughs> which you know sometimes I'll tap the screen. It doesn't change the page. Whatever, I tap it again. It's fine. It's 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 good enough. Um, yeah. I think I got it on like a Black Friday sale uh, for like eighty dollars. Um, the, the ads, you know, at the beginning, I hit the button at the bottom to turn it on. And then I stared at an ad for like four seconds and then it's like, okay, swipe to open your keyboard and then you're good. Like you don't, I don't really see ads anymore right, it's, right. because it's connected to Goodreads. Um, and you know, my Amazon account, it's like pulling in like suggestions for me based on, um, what I've read or something. And honestly, like Goodreads does that too. So regardless of what you're using or regardless of what I'm using, like I'm kind of seeing that stuff anyway. Right. right, right. And actually it, 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 it's, I think it might be the thing that introduced me to edge dancer, which is that short novella novella that I had to read before I started this book I'm reading right now. Mm. So I was just like, what the hell is Edge Dancer? And then I looked into <laughs> it and I was like, oh shit, I got to read this book before I start this one. So... <laughs> Uh, anything, any, anything else you want to highlight? I think you hit all yours. You've, you got comiXology. I know you've recently subscribed to that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically the same as the Kindle app. I mean, there's not, yeah, there's not much to talk about there. I think we hit, uh, right. hit most of what we wanted to talk about. Yep. All right. Well, let's close this show out then. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. If you want to. Check out our website or any of our past shows. You can go to bitpunch.tech. You can follow us on Twitter at bitpunch. And hey, send us an email. You can send us emails at to emails at bitpunch.tech. Making sure I didn't stumble on that again like <laughs> last time. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Rich. Yep, thanks. And next week we will be discussing pretty heavily uh, cyberpunk. So... Make sure you check that out. But yes, thank you, everyone. Have a great week. See you. Bye.